Can't pull in on my driveway. You all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay. So today, I'm going to talk about a design I did, but not of a set. Today, I'm going to talk about Vanguard. Okay. Some of you out there go, oh, Vanguard, I love Vanguard. And others are going, what is Vanguard? I never heard of that. So let me explain what it is, and then I'll talk about the design. So Vanguard was, um, we had this thing called Arena way back when, which was um, a, a, a play system where you played through the stores. I mean, we do similar stuff now, it just has a different name. But anyway, we were trying to come up with something that you could sort of add on to magic, some way to play magic that was, you know, some, something we could give out that you would then apply to magic and have some fun. Um, and we came up with this idea of what we called Vanguard. And what Vanguard were was they represented characters. And the characters, they were cards that um, granted you an ability, and then they gave you a, a specific starting hand size and specific starting life total. Um, so they, instead of starting with um, seven card hand total and a, a 20 life, you, we could shift it. And so that would allow us to give you abilities. And if the abilities were really strong, maybe you start with less cards or less life. But if the ability was a little weaker, maybe you start with more cards or more life. Uh, and the idea was we sort of tried to mix it up. Um, originally, I think when we first did it, um, I don't know if we, the idea was they were characters at first. I think at first they were going to be like, these are just things that affect, that, uh, that affect you, you know, you the planeswalker who are playing them. Um, and, but at some point we decided that we wanted, that we wanted to play up characters because we were, oh, Here's what it was. We were doing the Weatherlight Saga. You guys remember the Weatherlight Saga? It, uh, it, was, it was Tempest. And we wanted to play up the characters that we were doing. We said, you know what? This is a good opportunity. We will use this Vanguard as a means to show off characters. And so what we did is um, there ended up being eight, not eight, there ended up being four sets of, of Vanguard cards that were done over two years, uh, and there were eight in each set. So today, I'm going to go over the cards and sort of talk about how they got designed and the thought process behind them. So a little, let me fill you in a little bit. So what happened was, we came up with this idea, and then I got assigned the task of overseeing the making of the Vanguard cards. Um, partly, I think it was because I was also the person that was the liaison to the story, because at the time we were doing the Weatherlight Saga, and I was the... Um, you know, Mike Ryan and I had come up with the story, and I was the R&D liaison to the creative team with the story. And since these cards were going to be tied to the story, it was thought that I would be the best person to do it. Um, and, as you'll see, I mean, I, I really try to make sure that we pick the characters from the story. Okay, so, um, so the first set was... so. In fact, the first three were all from the Weatherlight Saga, and then the fourth set, you'll see, was from the Urza Saga time period, so the characters from, from earlier in, in Urza, Urza's story. Okay, so let's start with the first eight. Um, okay, first, we have Urtai. So Urtai was... Um, well, let, me, let, me, let me give the abilities, then I'll, I'll walk through the card. So uh, it says, your creatures can't be the target of your opponent's spells or abilities. Um, so essentially, it gave all your creatures hexproof. Um, we wasn't called that at the time. Um, so your starting uh, hand size is minus one. Your starting life total is plus four. So what that meant is, instead of having a seven-card hand size, you have a six-card hand size. But instead of starting with 20 life, you start with 24 life. Um, and then all your creatures had hexproof. So Urtai, for those who remember the story, Urtai was a young wizard. Um, the Weatherlight crew was going to go rescue, rescue Sisse, 
uh, and they needed a wizard. And so they went to Teleria. Um, so it, as I'll explain today. So Hannah is from Teleria, and Hannah's dad is Baron of Urza Saga fame. And so they go to get help, and... Oh, I think they... Actually, the reason they go to Teleria in the story is um, they need to get some help getting to where they're going, and Baron helps them, but he says that he wants them to take Urtai along, that he's his apprentice, and he feels like Urtai really could use um, sort of a, you know, a, a mission, a, a quest, if you will. Uh, and Urtai is really, really cocky. He is a young wizard, and he's really full of himself, and he believes that he can do no wrong. Um, in the original version of the story, by the way, Urtai gets left behind in both versions. In the original version of the story, um, when they get, the, the, the crew gets back to Dominaria, it's many years later, because there's time travel and stuff, and Urtai's an old man. But anyway, we wanted a young upstart because we were contrasting with the, the wise old man that Urtai would become that no one ever met because that story didn't happen. Uh, anyway, so that was Urtai. Next is Gerard. Gerard was, during a draw phase, drawing additional cards, so he's a personal hauling mine. Your starting hand size is minus four, starting life total is uh, plus zero. So you start with a hand size of three. It's the smallest, it's the smallest decreasing hand size, um, but because you draw two a turn, you make up the four cards you, you don't have. So starting from the fifth turn onward, you have, like, you start with less cards, but quickly catch up, and then you get ahead. Um, so Gerard is the main character. He, um, basically the premise in the story was that Gerard was the chosen one and that there was a great evil and Gerard was supposed to stop it. Uh, and his parents, um, uh, were, because of the omen, they were worried that, that something was going to happen to him. So they hid him away, um, with a man named Siddhar Kondo, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but anyway, Gerard is the reluctant hero of our story, um, he was on the weather light and something bad happened and he really didn't want to have anything to do with the weather light. He didn't want to be an adventurer, you know, and he walked away from it. But when the story begins, Sisse gets kidnapped, uh, his mentor, the captain of the ship, and he kind of gets pulled into this, that he feels an obligation to, to go rescue Sisse. Um, next was Karn. So Karn says, each of your non-creature artifacts is also an artifact creature with power and toughness equal to its casting cost. So it animates all your artifacts. Um, and it has a, par- a, a hand size of plus one and starting life size of plus six. Um, so this is, um, what was that card? Titania Song. Uh, a card from Legends, I think? So it's a card that turns all your artifacts into creatures and animates all your non-creature artifacts. Uh, turns out, by the way, that the... the Card Karn, which came after this, the Card Karn, the the legendary creature Karn showed up in Urza Saga, I think. And because of this Vanguard card, we ended up giving him the same ability, which is kind of funny. Because um, uh, I, I don't know, just people associated with like what happened. Oh, by the way, here's how the Vanguard cards got their abilities. We actually came up with cool Vanguard abilities that we thought would be good. And those were made before we ever had characters. And then, when we got characters, like, oh, we... At least this was true for the, fir- the first set. We mix and match them. And we really wanted a Titania song. And we're like, who could that be? And we're like, well, Karn oversaw the weather light. He had infinity for artifacts. Like, okay, I guess it'll be Karn. And then later, when we made the card, we're like, well, people really like this and associate with Karn. So the Vanguard card actually influenced the, the magic card. So Karn, by the way... 
for those who don't know the story. Karn was it's a silver golem. He was originally made by Urza because Urza was experimenting with time travel, and the only object that is unaffected by time travel is silver. So he made a golem out of silver. Um, and then he ended up, uh, Urza ended up assigning um, Karn to, over, to, to watch out for uh, Gerard. He's also, uh, he housed all the, the items of a legacy. Uh, Urza had his master plan. Uh, Gerard was going to use the legacy and save the day, which he did. Um, and Karn was the over, overseer of both watching, for, watching out for Gerard and um, watching the legacy. Now, it turns out in Karn's past, he accidentally killed somebody and he became a pacifist. Um, Karn has this thing where his memory only goes back, even though he's really, really old, his memory only goes back so far. And so the most recent thing he remembers is accidentally killing somebody. So in the Weatherlight story, he's a pacifist and refuses to fight. Um, he's the archetype called the Gentle Giant, where he's, he's the biggest, strongest one they have. But for, for his own personal reasons, he won't fight. Next is Meraxis. Meraxis says your creatures get plus one, plus oh. Your starting hand size is plus one. Starting life is plus two. So all your creatures get a, a power boost. So Meraxis is the bad guy um, that he's in the, in, in the Weatherlight story when they're trying to... They, I'm sure the guys remember. They need to get Stark. Oh, because they're trying to figure out how to get to Tempest to, say, to save... Um, to save Sisse, but they don't know how to get there. It's in another plane. And they get information that Stark knows. And so they have to go find Stark. But Stark is, at the time, um, being... Uh, he's raised the ire of a, a man named Meraxis, which is this muscle-bound sort of uh, crazy man. And Meraxis is about, I, I believe, is about to kill Stark when they show up and they save him. Next is Miri. So Miri says, uh, each of your basic lands, uh, basically you can tap, be tapped for any color. Starting hand size is plus zero. Starting life size is plus five. So seven cards, 25 life. Um, Miri turned out to be really, really good. We actually did an invitational in Rio where one of the things was to bring a... Um, to, you could use any card, any Vanguard card you wanted. Uh, and at the time, only I think the first two sets were out. Uh, and Miri and Hannah, I think, were the two... Um, and Sisse. Apparently the female ca- uh, crew members were stronger. Um, but Miri was very good, because Miri allows you to play anything you want. The colors are no restriction. Um, and that turned out... I, probably we... The, the thing about the about Vanguard cards was it's a matter of balance, which is you can do anything you want uh, ability-wise. It's just a matter of, well, what does that cost? And that the costing of them had to do with starting hand size and life total. Um, and if we if the cards were a little powerful, it's just like we misjudged them and didn't, didn't charge you the right amount for them. So Miri, Miri was Gerard's uh, best friend. So Gerard actually studied magic under Multani, Maro Sorcerer. And Multani had three um, students. And the three students were Gerard, um, Miri, and Raphelos. Raphelos was a Lenor elf. Miri's a cat warrior, a, a, I don't know, cat person. Uh, so Miri and Gerard are very, very good friends. Um, and, and, and Raphelos. Raphelos' death is what caused Gerard and Miri to leave the Weatherlight. And when the story starts up, uh, the crew finds Gerard, and then Gerard insists that they get Miri. And so they go to Lanawar and get Miri. Uh, Miri's living in Lanawar because she's, that's where Raphelos was from. Um, and Miri and Gerard both felt very guilty for Raphelos' death. 
and each in their own way were trying to atone for it. Um, and Mary, Mary was doing it by living in Lanawar and helping out the Lanawar people, or Lanawar elves, I guess, specifically. Okay, next is Sisse. So Sisse is whenever you tap a land for mana, oh, she's Mana Flare. Um, and her hand size is minus two, her starting life is minus three. She's also pretty good. Mana Flare is a pretty good ability. Sisse is the captain of the Weatherlight. Um, she's mentor to Gerard, and it's her kidnapping at the beginning of the story that um, leads every, that makes everything happen. Um, that uh, Gerard is going to rescue Sisse. Next is Squee. So Squee is your opponent's play with their hand, hand face up. You get a plus three starting hand size, minus four life. So Gerard has the smallest starting hand size. You only start with three cards. Squee has one of the weakest abilities, but you start with a lot of hand size. You start up, you start at ten. Um, and remember, it's not only the starting hand size, it's max hand size. So you don't have to, it's not like Squee starts with ten cards and immediately has to go down to, three, to seven. The, the whole time he gets up to ten. Squee was the comic relief. It was the cabin boy aboard the Weatherlight. Uh, he really was made to be comical. We ended up naming him after, um, there was a piece of flavor text I wrote for Visions, um, which, uh, talk about Squee, flog and Squee up a tree. Um, and anyway, we liked the name Squee, so we ended up using, using that. So the final card from the first set was Tongarth. Um, so your creatures uh, all have haste, and you start with a minus one hand size and plus seven life. Um, he was meant for a weenie deck. So Tongarth was kind of the, the I don't know, the, the, the muscle aboard the ship. I mean, he was sort of uh, the equivalent of, like, Worf on Star Trek um, Next Generation. Um, that he, he was kind of the, the proud warrior, that uh, little, little bullheaded and a minotaur. Um, but he was definitely, he was a, he was a great, great fighter, and um, he's the one in the story when the, the predator takes out, you know, kidnaps, they take the legacy and take Karn, um, that he, like, jumps on their ship and climbs inside, which is not a particularly well-thought-out strategy, but he's kind of, uh, he very much, uh, he, he's very Boros, he's very red-white. Um, and he sort of like, he's, he's always trying to do what's right, but, but he's a little, a little impetuous at times and very proud. Okay. The next set, the first one was Baron. So Baron was, you may sacrifice a permanent, return any creature to its owner's hand, and you play this ability as an instant. So at any time, you can, um, sacrifice a permanent to bounce a creature. Um, and he was plus zero hand size, plus six starting life total. Um, Baron was, or is, or was, I guess, uh, Hannah's father. Uh, he was uh, Urza's right-hand man and lived in Teleria. Um, and he shows up in the story because when they go to Teleria, he's the one they deal with. Next is Krovax. Krovax is um, whenever your creature deals damage to, uh, whenever you, uh, one of your creatures damages a creature or a player, you gain a life. Kind of a little mini lifelink. Uh, starting hand size plus two, starting life zero. Um, Krovax, um, I'm trying to remember how Krovax plays in the story. Um, they need information, and Krovax, Krovax's angel uh, was Selenia, Dark Angel, and she left. He has some tie to the angel, so he he has some means by which to. They, they, I guess they need him to get through the portal. I forget. They, they need either information from him or somehow, um, somehow he's important. 
I think once they get Stark, I think maybe Stark makes them go get Krovax because they need Krovax because his link between Selena is a thing that they can get them through the portal or something. Um, so Krovax starts as a, um, a nobleman, um, but during the course of the story, he, he's, he's been cursed, and um, he ends up in Stronghold, his curse gets fulfilled, and he turns into a vampire. So Krovax eventually becomes a vampire. Uh, Grevin Ilvac. Um, so Grevin Ilvac is, has the no mercy ability, which is any creature that deals damage to you just dies. Starting hand size is minus one, starting life total is plus two. So Grevin was Volrath's right-hand man. Um, he was... I, I, I talked about the, the brain and the brawn. Well, if, you're, if your main bad guy has brain, then the, his psychic has brawn. If the main bad guy's brawn, the psychic has brain. Well, in this one, the main bad guy's brain, so his psychic is brawn. Um, Volrath tortures Grevinovac, but Grevinovac is just, is just uh, a badass. And uh, uh, the first fight that he has with, with Gerard, I mean... Gerard gets knocked overboard before Grubman can finish the fight, but Gerard ain't winning it. Next, Hannah is another one of the really good cards. Hannah, spells cost one left to play, starting hand size plus one, starting life total minus five. Um, So Hannah makes all your spells one cheaper, uh, and that proved to be really good, especially with the plus one starting hand size. Um, Hannah is the engineer of the Weatherlight, Um, kind of a love interest for Gerard. Well, what happened was they... They became a couple in the past, and then when Gerard left the ship, um, Hannah was very, felt very betrayed because Gerard left. And um, when they get back together, there, there's, a, there's definitely some tension between them because Hannah was really mad at him for leaving. Um, next is Orem. Orem is your creatures can block as though they had flying. So your creatures all had reach. Uh, plus zero cards, but plus 12 starting life. So you're very defensive, and you start with a lot of life. This is the highest life gain. Um, Orm is the healer aboard the ship. Um, when we made the Weatherlight crew, we definitely were thinking in terms of kind of like, uh, you know, Star Trek. And so we had an engineer, and we had a captain, and we had a security officer, and she was the doctor. Um, Orm was actually not meant to be a really big character. She was meant to be a smaller character. She ended up getting a much bigger role in Mercadian Masks. Also, Orm was originally O-R-A-M, not O-R-I-M, because it was Morrow backwards, but uh, it was hard to pronounce, so we changed it to an I. Um, Selenia! Dark Angel. Selenia, your creatures have Vigilance, although it just says they don't tap when they attack, because Vigilance didn't have a name yet. Starting hand size plus one, starting life size plus seven. Um, we gave that ability to her because she was an angel, and angels t- were tied to Vigilance, although she, as a creature, did not have Vigilance, I don't believe. Um, Selenia was um, Krovex's family. She belonged to an... She was part of an... Uh, a, an item that belonged to Krovax's family, and she was bonded to Krovax. Um, but Krovax loved her, and so he freed her. But when he freed her, um, it allowed uh, Vorath to take her. Um, and, I mean, she, she ended up serving Vorath, and then um, Krovax came because he was trying to rescue her, and um, he wasn't able to stop her. She attacks him in the castle in the stronghold, and she's the one that curses him because he's unable to stop her because um, he loves her. He loves he loves his angel. Uh, next is Stark. Um, so Stark is every turn you draw a card, but you put a card from your hand on the bottom of your library. So you get a sort of loot every turn. Plus, uh, plus zero on the hand size, plus minus two on the starting life. Uh, like I said, Stark was the person that they have to get help to figure out how to get to the new 
to the um, Stark had previously worked for Volrath, but he had escaped. Um, but Volrath had his daughter Takara, and so Stark makes a deal with Gerard that he will help him guide him to get to the stronghold. But if he does, um, he has to rescue Takara. So Gerard says, "Okay." So beside rescuing um, Sisse, he has to rescue Takara. He also has to rescue Karn. He has to rescue Tangar. A lot of rescuing going on. Um, and he does rescue, um, or he thinks he rescues Takara. It turns out that it's not Takara. It's a shapeshifted Volrath. Uh, and in Marcadia, uh, the shapeshifted Volrath murders Stark. Uh, sorry, shapeshifted Takara, which is Volrath, uh, murders Stark. Okay. Oh, and the final is one more of set two. The last one of set two was Volrath. So Volrath was the main bad guy. Uh, he was the, the um, adopted brother of... of um, of Gerard. His name is Vool. He's Vool of Wrath, or Volrath. Uh, so Vool and Gerard were raised by Siddhar Kanda, which we'll get to in a second. Um, anyway, Volrath says, um, whenever a creature dies, you can instead put it on top of your library. Uh, starting hand size plus two, starting life, size, starting life minus three. Um, yeah, Volrath was the big bad of the Weatherlight story, or he was originally. They when the story got taken over, they killed him off relatively quickly. But in our version of the story, he was the main big bad guy, and we had a three-act thing. Well, one day maybe I'll tell the story, but he, he had a lot more to play in the story we had to tell. Um, so Volrath, by the way, is very smart. He's a shapeshifter. Uh, he's also kind of a scientist. He's, he very much he likes studying things. He's the one that brought the um, slivers to Wrath, uh, and he made the metallic sliver, which is a, not a real sliver, that he made it so he could, he could spy on the slivers for him. Okay, next, Eladomri. So Eladomri, this is set three we're beginning now. Eladomri lets you redirect any damage... Um, oh, you can redirect to yourself any damage dealt to your creatures. And his starting hand size is minus one, starting life total is plus 15. Oh, so he actually has a higher life total than Squee does. Um, the idea is you can redirect damage to your creatures and then we give you enough starting life that you can make use of some of that. Um, Eladomri was a uh, lord of leaves. He was the king of the... Uh, the, the Rootwater Elves. Or the Rootwater? The, the Elves. Yeah, I guess the Elves of Rootwater. Oh, no, the Elves. Rootwater was the, the water. Uh, Sky Shroud. The Sky Shroud Elves. He was, he was the leader of the Sky Shroud Elves. Um, and he and Gerard uh, definitely interact with each other. Um, he also plays a role later in the story, too. Um, but he's the one... The, the plan he and Gerard work out is he's going to attack the stronghold at the same time Gerard sneaks in. Doesn't actually go too well for Old Army. Next is Lena. Uh, Sultari Emissary. So, um, all creature, all your creatures gain shadow, because Lena had shadow. And then your max hand size is plus two. Your starting life total is minus four. Um, so Lena was the one that guarded... She was one of the Sultari, and all the Sultari had shadow. She was trapped in between worlds. Uh, oh, except, I'm sorry, Lena wasn't... Lena herself actually wasn't trapped in worlds. She was the one... I'm not thinking she was. She was trapped. She was shadow. But um, she was the guardian. There was a um, portal, and she was the guardian of the portal. They were trying to get out. Um, they were trying to get uh, her people off, and so um, she was there. Urtai deals with her at the portal, and she helps Urtai open up the portal so that the Wedlake crew can get through. Um, because they're delayed, they end up having to use the Wind Shaper, which shoots them through. They, they're not able to stop for Urtai. He gets stranded behind. Um, and then Urtai gets stuck in wrath. Bad things happen to him in the story as it plays out. Um, Lena, by the way, was named after my mother, named Lynn. Um, so that, that's my one little nod to my, my mom. 
Next is Multani. All creatures you control get plus X plus O, where X is the number of cards in your hand. So Multani gives your creatures uh, an adapted Morrow ability, although it only works on uh, power and not on toughness. He's a minus three starting hand size, minus two starting life. Multani was the teacher of um, Gerard and uh, Hannah, not Hannah, Gerard and Miri and Rofellos. Uh, and and he's a, he is a Morrow sorcerer. Um, yes, uh, when I had a hand in making the story, I decided to make one of the characters a Morrow. And since he was supposed to be the wise mentor character, we thought that was kind of cool. Next is Oracle and Vec. Um, just known as the Oracle on the card, I believe. You may, uh, you can untap attack creatures. Oh, you can choose to remove attack creatures from combat. Um, so you can attack, and if a creature blocks, you go, oh, never mind, they're not attacking. Uh, starting hand size plus one, starting life plus nine. Um, she was, she was one of the, uh, Sky Shroud Elves, I believe. Uh, and she's the one that realizes, reads of his, uh, that he's the one that's coming to fulfill the prophecy. Next is Raphelos. Um, that, uh, he has, uh, I think, fecundity. Whenever a creature dies, you may draw a card. It's minus two hand size, plus four life. So Raphelos is a Llanowar elf that trained with Miri and Gerard that dies during the, uh, the time in the past on, on the weatherlight. Um, uh, it's funny because his card is all about producing mana, so it's a little bit different. Sadarakondo, he has an ability. Three, for three mana, target creature gets a giant growth, plus three, plus three to end turn. Starting max hand size minus one, starting life plus 12. So he can giant growth. Uh, Kondo, interestingly, he was, uh, Gerard's adopted father. I tried to make a time spiral card for Kondo, and the creative said he wasn't well known enough. And he had a Vanguard card, and that doesn't matter. Next is Sliver Queen. Um, so it's three to put a sliver token into play. It's a 1-1 creature. Starting hand size is plus zero. Starting life total is um, plus eight. So in the, um, when, when uh, Karn has a, uh, meets the Sliver Queen in the, um, in the Strongholds, the, when uh, they capture the legacy items, for safekeeping, they put them with the Sliver Queen thinking that the Silver Queen is so dangerous that no one would be able to get them away. But Karn talks to the Silver Queen and relates to the Silver Queen and makes the Silver Queen understand that the legacy is to him what the Slivers are to the Silver Queen. And the, Sliver, the Slivers have been taken from the Silver Queen, so she sympathizes and gives him the, the legacy artifacts. Um, finally, Takara. If you, you can sacrifice a creature to do one damage to a creature or player. So she has Goblin Bombardment. Uh, plus three starting hand size, minus eight life. So Takara is Stark's daughter they have to rescue. Uh, she's a feisty, feisty fighter, although it turns out that the Takara we meet is actually secretly um, uh, Volrath in disguise. Okay, so for set four, um, at this point we were in Urza Saga. Uh, well, actually, sorry. Set one and two was set during Tempest. Set um, three, we were in Urza Saga, so we tried as much as possible to do characters that reference Urza Saga. So some of the older characters were there. But when we got to set four, we had run out of all the Weatherlight characters. I mean, we didn't set our condo and some more obscure of the Weatherlight characters, Lena. Um, so for set four, we dug back into Urza's background. And so these characters are characters that are from earlier in the Urza story. Most of these are actually a Brothers War characters. So Ashnod... Um, oh, Ashnod, actually. Sorry, Ashnod has um, whenever you... Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, Grevenel Vex was not... Um, whenever something d- damaged you, you destroyed it. It was w- whenever you... Um, 
whenever you damage something, it was destroyed. All your creatures all had death touch. So Ashnod is the one which has um, no mercy, which is whenever a creature damages you, it dies. Uh, Ashnod in the story and the Brothers' War was an apprentice to Mishra um, and lover of Thanos. And she, um, she was a little on the sadistic side. Um, but anyway, that's why we gave her the, the death touch. Uh, not death touch, sorry. The, um, uh, that when, uh, whenever something damaged you, it died. Next is Gix. Uh, Gix was uh, tied to Yawgmoth. Um, Gix, anyway, had the ability that for three, you could return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So you could regrow anything for three. Um, you'll see, by the way, that we started to... Early on, they were all static abilities, and we started running out of a lot of static abilities, so we started adding some activated abilities. Um, so, Gix, uh, minus two hand size, plus 18 life size. So, Gix now becomes the highest life total. Um, Gix was part of Yawgmoth's story um, about the Phyrexians, and what happened was, when we went back in Urza Saga, you learned that the Phyrexians were a giant... Uh, threat, they were going to invade Dominaria, and this whole master thing was a plan by Urza to stop the, the Phyrexian invasion of Dominaria. Next, we have Mishra. Mishra doubles all damage from creatures you control, plus your hand size, minus life total. Um, so Mishra was brother to Urza. Now, Urza was a planeswalker, but Mishra was not. They both were artificers, though, and they had a mighty war, a brother's war, and Mishra died. Um, next is Sarah. All creatures you control get plus zero, plus two. Starting hand size, plus one. Starting life, plus one. So this is Sarah the um, Planeswalker who made the Sarah Angels. Um, she, uh, we're definitely kind of going back. She doesn't have a big role in the Brothers story, but she was one of the characters from, from Magic's past. Then we have Tonos. Um, Tonos allows you to play artifacts, creatures, and enchantments as if they had flash, although the word flash didn't exist at that time. Plus three on life total. Sorry, plus three on hand size, minus four on life total. So Tonos was the um, Ashnod was the apprentice to Mishra. Tonos was the apprentice to Urza, and they fell in love. Kind of a little Romeo and Juliet thing going on. That their their masters were at war, but they secretly were in love. Um, and Tonos, among other things, made a coffin. I know, uh, made a, made a, made a, a candelabra. <laughs> um, he 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 also became. Uh, both Ashnod and Tonus became artificers because they were apprenticed to Urza and Mishra. Next is Titania. Um, you can play an additional land each turn. You, you get to play an extra land. Plus two hand size, minus five life total. Titania, I like Titania's song. Um, she was on the Planeswalker that's got referenced a bunch. Then we get to Urza. Urza was, for three mana, you can do one damage to a creature or player. Minus one hand size, plus t- ten life size, plus ten life. Uh, Urza obviously was uh, one of the main characters, and he's the... Um, I mean, Gerard was the main character of the modern-day story, but Urza was the main character of the backstory. You learned that Ur- all the stuff that's going on, Urza had set up. Finally, Zancha. Zancha allows you to sacrifice a permanent to regenerate target creature, plus one hand size, plus three life. So Zancha's an interesting character. So in the book, Zancha was a main character, if not the main character of the book. Um, and... Um, we, the way Magic used to work was we made the sets before the books got finished. So we never knew the existence of Zancha. Zancha wasn't something we knew. So Zancha didn't actually show up in the, on the card set, which was problematic to a lot of people because like, she was the main character of the book. How did she not show up in the card set? And that's just because we didn't know she existed. Um, now we, we work together much closely, so we know who the main characters are, so we make sure they show up in the card sets. 
Um, but the um, Vanguard cards get ma got made much, much later than the cards from the set. So we weren't able to make a Zancha card, but we were able to make a Zancha um, a Vanguard card. So that was an opportunity to do that, a little nod toward her. So she's the one, by the way, who originally gave Karn his spark. Karn, as an artificial creature, cannot generate a spark. Uh, and both times he's gotten a spark, once pre-mending, once post-mending, was from a planeswalker who, who was dying and gave it to him. Zancha gave, gave him her heart uh, originally, and then Venser gave him his spark uh, in the most recent version of post-mending. Anyway, uh, Vanguard would... Uh, I'm almost to work, so let me, let me sum this up. Vanguard would later get a second life online. We started adapting the avatars to have Vanguard abilities. So for a while in Magic Online... Um, you could play Vanguard through the avatars. Um, that isn't true anymore, but it, that existed for quite a while. Um, and it, it, was, it was popular online. I mean, it was popular for a while, and then it, it, the novelty wore off as, as, as off will happen. Um, people ask me, will we ever do Vanguard again? I don't know. I like Vanguard. I think Vanguard's a good system. If we find a good place to do it, I, I think we could. I think there's a chance. Um, part of what I want to talk about today is just a sense of that there's a lot of things we do and that I talk about sets, but designing a set is just one thing. And this is a good example of, it's a project that wasn't, was never for sale. In fact, let me explain. How did you get the, uh, th these things? So, uh, if you were in the Arena League, which was the system run through the stores, um, these cards were given away through four different seasons of the Arena League. Also, the Vanguard gift box had the first set in them. That was one of our um, uh, holiday special things. Also, the duelist, uh, each set came bagged with a different duelist. Um, set number one came bagged with duelist number 19. Set number two came bagged with duelist number 33. Set number three came bagged with duelist number 37. Set four came bagged with duelist number 47. So if you track down old duels, if you can find them bagged, uh, those have Vanguard cards in them. Um, I know they're a little hard to get these games. They're, they're definitely collectibles. Um, for those that have never seen a Vanguard card, they're a little bit bigger than a Magic card. Um, in fact... If you laid a magic card side by side, I think it's possible that they're two magic cards long. Um, or, or they might be slightly bigger than that, but they're very, very close to like two, ma two magic cards. Um, anyway, that, my friends, on the whole ride today, how, how do we do? Well, we had a little longer ride, a little traffic today. Um, it's everything you probably ever wanted to know about the Vanguard cards. And actually, it also turned out to be a little, little education in some of the story of the Weatherlight Saga. So maybe one day when I tell the Weatherlight Saga story, uh, at least you guys know the characters now. So thank you very much for joining me, and uh, hopefully you enjoy the chat on Vanguard. But I've now parked my car, which means it's time for me to be making magic. Talk to you guys next time.